You know, I wonder when we first started hearing stories about sexual harassment, uh, when we heard from Gretchen Carlson, she's one that pops to mind. I wonder how many of us thought, oh, this is going to be something that goes on for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I thought that Harvey Weinstein thing was going to maybe not be the end of it, but kind of fizzle out. You know, we even had that conversation, Greg. Um, we said, okay, how long does this last? Right. We wanted to do a mom cast on. We, we scurried to push yeah. that mom cast out. Because we thought, okay, yeah. it's going to be timely, and then that's going to be it. Unfortunately, as we all know now, not so much the case. I mean, even as we are heading into the holidays, you know, we've turned the corner. <laughs> We're now in the sprint toward Christmas. We are still hearing stories. Yeah. And uh, interestingly enough, one of the first women that we heard from that I mentioned, Gretchen Carlson, has now written a book called Be Fierce. Um, she is taking a stand. It, You know, I, I think we saw the tide turn from when a woman saying something means her career is kind of done. Right. Um, to now women being empowered and men. I, I do want to ask you, have you found... I, I mean, we work together, <laughs> yeah. so we've known each other for a while. But as a guy, do you kind of go back in your Rolodex and say, did I do anything? Because honestly, um, in our profession, we tend to be a little body. Um, yeah. Our humor yes, yes. amongst all of us tends to be that way. I've actually gone back and just said, did I ever say anything that I need to be careful about? That's, I think that's the toughest part for the men, it's that fine line of, okay, when are you just kind of being funny or offensive? And there is a fine line, and I think it depends on who you're, the relationship you have with that person. I'm happy to say I don't have any instances <laughs> like that, but I've even went back through college and tried to think of maybe relationships I had or interactions with, with girls back then. But luckily, knock on wood, I'm safe. But uh, yeah, I think everybody kind of takes stock of things they've done and, and might not have thought of it being uh, a problem at the time. But mm-hmm. now, you know, with in the light of everything, you kind of say, oh, better. Yeah. As a man, I think the most important takeaway of all of this, this movement, is that we are more aware of our interactions with women. Sure. I have a little girl, too, so that's kind of in the back of my head, too. Well, that changes stuff, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, When you have a daughter, it certainly changes things. And and also, the other part of that is there are guys that have been sexually harassed, too. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's another part of it. Mommy! It's the mom cast. Really, Mom? Mommy! Mom! You are listening. Mom cast! And mom cast. Gretchen Carlson, we're talking with her, and I'm I'm really pleased to be talking with her because she says guys are a big part of this. Uh, we're going to address that too, but her book is powerful, and I I think all of us women um, that have maybe had the opportunity to now tell our stories or aren't telling a story because we're not to that point yet. I mean, there are still women that are at that point. I think it's personal for every woman, uh, woman, but she's been someone that has kind of started this whole movement um, before even Me Too. She was one of the first prominent Mm -hmm. women that really stepped up and said, look, this happened and people need to know about it. Good morning, Gretchen. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Uh, The author of the book, Be Fierce, Stop Harassment and Take Your Power Back. I'm so glad to have the opportunity 
to talk with you. Uh, let's talk about this book because um, so much has gone on for you. Why did you decide to write about all of this and harassment in the workplace? Well, because after I jumped off my cliff on July 6, 2016, with my own story all by myself, really into an abyss, into the unknown, I started hearing from thousands of other women. That was so shocking to me. I myself didn't even realize what an epidemic this problem is in our, in our workforce structure, and it was from all walks of life. You know, it was, it was secretaries, it was waitresses, and it was bankers, and it was teachers, and it was members of our military, it was lawyers, it was flight attendants, it was everywhere. And I realized, wow, this is so pervasive, nobody in America knows how pervasive this is. And so I really wanted to honor all these voices of these women who had never been heard, and for most who never worked in their chosen professions ever again after they came forward, and I found that to be so incredibly outrageous. Oh, it, you know, it really is. And I think it is surprising at first for all of us to real realize as we're talking with friends now. And and obviously the movement has continued and has gotten even bigger. But yeah. it, it, I don't know why we're shocked that, you know, friends that that family members we didn't realize have have all gone through this. I know you probably get asked this a lot. Why take so long to come forward? I don't ask that um, because I think there are a lot of reasons. What are you hearing from women? The reasons why it either they don't come forward or it took so long. Well, thank you for saying that because I honor women and men when they come forward. I don't care how much time has passed. And here's why people don't come forward. Look at what's happening to the women right now in Alabama in the Roy Moore story, mm-hmm. right? Right. You're maligned, right? So, so here are the myths. Women bring it on themselves by what they wear and what kind of makeup. Well, let me tell you something. I, whether or not you have on hospital scrubs as a doctor or army fatigues or a skirt, it really doesn't matter. The other myths are that women want to be rich and famous. <laughs> Or that, you know, women make it up, right? That, right. That, they're, that they're liars and troublemakers. Well, the problem with all of those is that I would have to say that, that of, of the majority of all the stories from women that I heard from, the stories were so outrageous and over the top. It wasn't like somebody said to them, hey, I like your dress. And I want to be very clear about this. It was so outrageous that even in 2015, one woman, when she just asked for a promotion, she was told to get up on the desk and spread them. Now, that's 2015, okay? And, and the stories went on from there in the same outrageous fashion. So, in general, while we still have these myths in our society, why would women and men come forward? Because it's so fun, I guess, to be taken down and maligned. And I knew that was going to happen to me, too, and it did. But I think what we're seeing now is this tidal wave and this tsunami of, a, of an effect where more and more women feel courageous to come forward. And a lot of those myths, at least my hope, is that they fall by the wayside the more and more people that we have come forward and others are saying, you know what, I think I believe these people. It was, is it tough writing this and, and continuing to talk about it for you personally? Yeah, th- thanks for the question. It's, um, it's definitely a cathartic thing for me to have put, put together Be Fierce because I had to go through all of my own raw emotions again and the many years that I suffered through this. Um, and my latest experience wasn't my only one, unfortunately. I was also harassed on my first job in Virginia. I was harassed uh, during the tail end of my year as Miss America when I was trying to break into the television industry by very high-powered po- high people. 
So, yes, it brings back a lot of emotions, and I, I think the way I describe it, and if you've gone through it or any of your listeners have gone through yeah, it, and probably yeah. almost all the women have, mm-hmm. unfortunately, is that when you experience something like this, it strips you of all of your self-confidence that you've spent your entire life building up. In one instant, some random jerk can just take it away from you. And I just want people to know that, that, that in my book, I empower you to say, nope, not anymore. We're not going to let this happen to us anymore. And I provide a playbook for women if they're going through it right now, my 12-point plan. And I also look to the future. How do we stop this? How do we choose to parent our kids? And men, by the way, we need you. We need you to help us because most men want safe working environments for women. And that's what I found out. It's why I dedicated a whole chapter to these great men that I interviewed. Well, and I know for me, it's been tough. I have an 11-year-old daughter and, you know, she's seeing everything that that is going on. And we've had some conversations about it. And, you know, we talk about women in the workplace. You know, I want to have things like this already in place for her. Right. Well, isn't that what it's all about? I mean, for me, so I have a 14-year-old daughter and a, and a 12-year-old son, and I will just share with you that I know from watching my kids over the last 16 months that they have been empowered and they have been given the gift of courage from watching what their mom did. Just a couple weeks ago when I was doing a CNN town hall, my son watched me from afar because I was in Michigan, and when I got back into town, he said, Mom, he said, is it true what that other woman said on the show, that once every 76 seconds a woman is sexually assaulted or harassed? And I said, unfortunately, yes. And he looked at me and said, Mommy, he said, I want to be a part of fixing that. Wow. That's pretty oh. powerful. <laughs> powerful. Yeah. You know what? I hugged him so hard. <laughs> and then I went in and I told my husband, I said, you're not going to believe what our son just said. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's about empowering our kids to know what's right and what's wrong and how to respect one another in the home first so that when they get into the real world, they respect their female and male colleagues in the same way. That will truly be the tipping point. Right now, yes, women and men coming forward, huge step. But the real turning point will be when men, especially in the workplace, stop being bystanders and enablers and turn into allies for women and say, you know what, I saw that happen to her, and it's wrong. Or, you know what, don't ever speak to her like that ever again. It stops it cold. And that will be the true cultural shift. Very much so. And and you you say in here, this is a a book, or this is an issue just as much for men as it is women. It is. You know, and here's the startling thing. When I started hearing from all these women, I also started hearing from thousands of men who really wanted to... They really wanted to make a difference, and they wanted to help. And, and men on the street will stop me, and they want to shake my hand, and they say, thank you for my daughters. And I think that that is how the majority of men feel. They do want to help. So I encourage them to also hire more women and put them in higher positions because that will also help this issue. Now, you uh, started a fund to help uh, the effort uh, to continue? Definitely. It's called Gift of Courage. All the proceeds from Be Fierce, the book, are going back into the fund to empower girls and boys because, as we've talked about, that's where it really starts, young. I've also started the Gretchen Carlson Leadership Initiative for underprivileged women because I got this question and it really bothered me. How do you help a single mom work in two jobs who's being sexually harassed? And I didn't really have an answer in the beginning. So I wanted to set up this leadership initiative. It's a nine-city tour. People can learn about it at aitogether.org. You can sign up for free. 
and you can come and learn can come and learn how to be empowered about sexual harassment. Perfect. And are we going to see you back on TV anytime soon? Yes. Uh, right now, I'm working on a docu series with the iconic Hollywood producer that will be out in the spring. It hasn't been officially announced yet. And then I do plan to go back to work full time in 2018 in television. I've worked my whole life, and that's what I know and what I love, and so I'm really looking forward to doing that. Well, Gretchen Carlson, thank you so much. Uh, on behalf of uh, <laughs> many of us who have gone through similar situations, I thank you for your bravery. Well, thank you so much for having me, and, and let's continue to pass along that gift of courage because I have found out that it is contagious. So as moms and dads, I think this is an important book to read. I think it's still a topic that we are going to be dealing with for a while. Um, but I think this is a good thing to maybe start having the conversations with our our daughters, but our sons too, mm-hmm. um, so that we raise kids that aren't doing these sorts of things. And hopefully we're raising kids that aren't living in a world where this is going on anymore. Teaching that respect starts now and i've even learned that with my five and two-year-old it does yeah it does it starts now so thanks to gretchen carlson for helping us out this week on momcast and as always your comments we love to hear from you so um if you want to if you can maybe go on and give us a review sure right there on itunes give us a review and a rating and um that helps us out and we'll we'll give you a shout out Absolutely. (laughs) We would love to do that. And also on our Facebook page, if you want to comment ever, a lot of you do. And and we would love to hear your thoughts on this. And if you, you know, just need a forum to share what's happened to you. You know, not everybody has a forum. You know, we all have a story probably, but who do you tell? Sometimes you don't know who to tell. So if you want to share your your stories there, you can. We hope you have a, a great week. And thank you as always for listening to MomCast.